So why did he need a uh, black director? Could a white director not have? It's not color. It's culture. S explain the difference, because I think we're, we're Steven in a space Spielberg right did Schindler's List. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese did Goodfellas, right? Steven Spielberg could direct Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese probably could have done a good job with Schindler's List, but they're cultural differences. I know, you know, we all know what it is with a hot comb hits your hair on a Sunday morning, what it smells like. Huh? That's a cultural difference, not just a color difference. Right. So it's a culture. What's going on, good people? Rich here, school in the building. What's going on, man? What's going on, my good brother? Slow motion, man. You know what it is. Back at it again. Yes, sir. Raising Canaan. Yes. Book three of Power, season two, episode two. We're going to get into it here in a second. Uh, first and foremost, thank you to everyone listening right now yeah. for for jumping on with us. Um, it's fun because it's going to be a week-to-week -week conversation and yeah. to have people actually watching the show like we are and kind of yeah. waiting and um, interested in the things we have to say and getting, giving the feedback that we got. Um, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun so far, and that's only week one. So yeah. I'm looking forward to everything moving forward. Um, got to shout out my guy, Hughes. Hughes, was good with you, man? I know you're listening. Um, he did reach out and tell me that, man, listen, that was Kanan's first kill. That was yeah. his first body, man. Okay. You can say, man, right. you can just, but the way he reacted to it, you can, you had to be. Yeah. So we'll see, man. The, yeah, the jury's yeah, still yeah. out. The jury's still out. Like you said, we were talking about the right before we even started recording. It's yeah. all very intentional. Yeah, um, so we'll see if it ties mean. back in. And also last week I did, I did a travesty. Um, I didn't mention Makai Curtis who plays young Kanan Stark. Yes. Um, we talked about the character, but he is a, um, not a first time actor, but this is obviously how everybody him. is introducing him. Yeah. So he's been doing a great job as Kanan and just showing that vulnerable child version of Kanan. Yeah. Um, I can tell from, you know, the first episode to the second one, Kanan, you can see the aggression and you can kind of see how Kanan is there, but he's he, there's so much he doesn't know yet. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's uh, he does a good job of really portraying that in this series. So yeah. I wanted to make sure I gave him a shout out. Um, also, the intro song. We didn't even talk yes. about that. Man, 50 did it again. Always, man. Yeah. 50 be tricking people, man. 50 yeah. still got an immaculate pen. Like, Absolutely. He can still make a hit if he wants to, but he's yeah. just a hustler. Like, yeah. there's no... He doesn't see any kind of gain in the music industry, so why would I be sitting here making music? Yeah, he got the TV shit on lock. Yeah, definitely. And I love how the intro like uh, scenes are similar to Power as far as yeah. like just the um, the visuals go, um, but it's in his own little world, so I think that's pretty dope. Um, we're gonna get things started talking about this episode, and before you move further, if you have not watched the episode. Please press pause, yes. go watch it, come back, because there will be spoiler alerts. So episode two was titled Reaping and Sowing, which was very fitting. Um, before we get into kind of the themes of the episode, we'll just do a quick, a quick recap of what happened. Um, you start off this episode with Kanan and Rock, and they're at the breakfast table, and it's Kanan's first day back at school. Rock is having a conversation with them, you know, and uh, Kanan's kind of playing it cool. Like, he doesn't know how big of a deal this is, and... It comes to the point where Kanan's about to go to school on his own and Rock pops up and says, no, nah, I'm taking you. Cause so you can kind of see early on the protection of Kanan. Um, when you get to school, you go ahead and see the Davina fight. She's yeah. fighting over Buck 20. Just kind of letting you know, as we go into reaping and sowing, everybody's gotten, they, whether you directly were impacted by the event itself, yeah. you, might be, you might get hit with a ripple. Mm -hmm. Davina's in school fighting yeah. because of the death of Buck 20. Yep. 
even if she knew what was going on, it was just the principle of what, you know, her, she even mentioned it, like talking about a dead guy like that mm-hmm. or a dead man like that. So she's reaping that. Um, she's out of school for a week. You flip into Rock and Lulu and Marvin, where they're discussing business in this episode, and they're at the diner eating, and a lot of contrasting styles. And we're going to talk about um, Uncle Marvin a little bit more later on in the episode, but this is one of the scenes I really want to point out. Um, You can kind of see the... It really shines how much Lulu is the right hand. Yeah. It really shines through, and and they even had the conversation. Um, Well, like I said, I'm not going to step on that. Um... You got the Rock and Unique private meeting, which was a good Good and powerful scene in this episode because it really set things in motion. I really think, as we talk about the title, Reaping and Sowing, this meeting and the events that transpire at the end of this episode are going to set season one in complete motion. This is what I like to call the setup episode. This is the events that happen here are setting everything up. There's something else I want to mention that they kept this, you know, referencing very subtly in this episode. Um, that I think is going to, you know, pop up later on this season. Um, but that scene was incredible between those two, man. Joey Badass, man, and, and, and uh, Patina Miller. Um, they're a great combination, but they're good. And they just kill their scenes together. It's it's just a, it's a great vibe. They got a great, um, chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. Um, moving on in the episode, you get Kanan back at school, just kind of dealing with the weight of everything, thinking that everybody looking at him knows exactly what happened. You have Marvin and Symphony, that scene, which I think was pretty funny. Um, Marvin trying to check Symphony, and Symphony, yeah. he wasn't going. Nah, not at all. Um, Marvin's trying to throw the party, and he's kind of... You see Marvin on his own for the first time in this series, and kind of what he's about. And it gives him a whole different side of the character. Rock and Lulu, they go to the bodega and get business going there. Yeah. Um, Juke Salesman Skills, that's highlighted in this episode. Yes. She's really a hustler, like, and she's not taking... like. Like, Juke showed you in this scene, like, she knows her clientele, and she knows how to react to it. Like, yeah. if you don't want it, you can bounce. Like, you yeah. ain't got to be here. I'm not yeah. about to sit here and hustle with you. Straight Somebody going to buy this today. Yeah. Is it going to be up. you? Right. I could have charged you 350 Like, yeah. just the way it. she reacted. Yeah. And the way she, like, is this, this ain't knockoff. Of it. What? Like. What? Yeah. Show, showed everything. Yeah, you know how we get down. So, yeah. she, she's a true no hustler. What are you, you going to say something? Nah, I was just going to say, and she, her, her demands right next to her. He giving it up. Well, I got six of those. I don't care how many of these I got. This is the price. Like, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Straight no, up. No doubt. Kane is stuck on the stash, and he finally realizes he is getting babysitted this whole time. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Juke and Nicole, that whole relationship is just transpiring. Um, you know, I think it's just showing us more about Juke and her whole... She's about to flip soon, man. I don't yeah. know when it's coming, but she's definitely about to flip. And it's going to be interesting how all this kind of plays off each other. Yeah. We have the Rock and Cannon conversation about being put on the stash. That was an important one. And then, obviously, you end the episode with Marvin's party and um, Lulu killing D-Wiz. Right. So, a lot of stuff happened. Like I said, I think this was a setup episode. D-Wiz's death is going to set off a chain of events mm-hmm. that even Kanan narrated, you know, at the end of the episode. You know, we start things we can't stop. We do things we can't undo. We only know it's over until it, when it comes back around and, and gets us. That's a, that's a setup to me. They yeah. These chain of events... The, the reaping of what they sowed is all going to come back. Um, we can start with D-Wiz because I mentioned it last week. Yeah. Like, he definitely reaped what he sowed because if it yeah. was not for D-Wiz sticking yeah. his nose in business that wasn't his, wasn't his. none of this would have even happened. Yep. Like, it wouldn't have happened. Maybe it would have happened another way. Yeah. But D-Wiz was, 
as you mentioned earlier when we were talking, it had to be Kanan or D. Wiz, and yeah. we knew who it was going to be. We knew. We, we knew it wasn't going to be Kanan. Yeah. So, setting that whole chain of events, and I'm also curious to hear what you got to say about this. If you remember that scene in episode one, mm-hmm. the reason all four of them didn't go or five of them didn't go is because yes. they only had two guns. Mm-hmm. Kanan said, me and D, D going to do this. Yeah. What if he gave that gun to Famous? Do you think the family would have been so quick to drop Famous? Knowing that he's been a, a you know a lifelong friend a of lifelong Kanan's friend. and not to mention that Lulu was really interested in the sister. Right. That's a good question. I don't think so. Obviously, the writing had to, you know, it, it, came, yeah. it went like this to avoid yeah, that. But I'm absolutely. just curious to see, like, how they would have handled it or, you know, if, if, if there is cutthroat to be like, look, we got to do what's got to be doing. Right. You know, because that really, there's a difference between killers who have, like, a moral compass mm-hmm. um, and the ones that are just cutthroat. There's a yeah. difference between, um, not to make the wire reference, but it's different between Omar and Marlo. Yeah, straight up. Like as far as the, how how their moral compass works yeah. and well, even, what their codes are. Well, even Kanan now and Kanan later, like we know who Kanan becomes. Yeah. Like, and, and same with Juke. Like like you know, like you said, I can't wait to see what it is. You know what I mean? That triggers her. Yeah. Um, well, I, I will talk about that because I mentioned he was earlier. He's yeah. got a he's got a theory on that, and okay. I told him I was going to shout him out and uh, mention that. Um, Kanan, Kanan is. And Lulu, for this sense, they're gonna have to carry the weight of D Wiz's death. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny how the show did a, you know, they made an emphasis of in the cafeteria scene. Like he told him, D, if you want that body that bad, you can have, have it. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. just he's getting blamed for the body he didn't get, mm-hmm. but he wanted all that credit, and that's what comes with it. Right. That's what comes yeah. with it. It's kind of crazy how everything comes full circle in that sense. And Lulu, because you really saw him struggling. Um, Malcolm Mays did a real good job of balancing business needs to be done versus mm-hmm. you really could see it when he paid old girl um, yeah. to take his virginity yeah as they're walking away he's at the bar just kind of staring off like you saw that anguish in his face like he knew what he had to do right um even when he killed him when he killed you with yeah. like the look he gave like right. damn man like he, he didn't want to do it you have to do this like, yeah exactly and when he made the phone call to rock to let her know you know what i mean when the, the reggie jackson nef- reference if anybody picked that up yeah. um, obviously the home run what made you say he lost his virginity, though? You feel that he lost his virginity? I I, I don't know. I just oh, okay. said I, it, it. It seems like it. I'm just curious. I don't know. I just maybe maybe he didn't. Man, my fault, D Wiz. Maybe he was getting it in. My bad, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, cause he they is 17. I'm like, I don't know if he's no virgin. He might not be, man. I don't you know what. <laughs> I ain't about to get into that. Oh. Um, Let's get into a couple scenes and a couple exchanges that I think are going to be important to the rest of the season. Um, we can even tie back to week one because I think this was very important. In week one, when Unique and Rock had the second meeting and they were just talking about how Kanan came from her. Mm-hmm. like He lived inside you. That's a yes. different relationship. That's yes. why bras don't need to be in this game. Yes. You can't care about it. That That immediately, it goes from that conversation to the first scene in this episode where... She can't even let him go to school on his own. She has to drive him. She's just yes. connected in that way. She has to make sure he plays it safe. Um, obviously, her putting him on the stash, and, and she told the story about Defcon, Kanan's dad. Like right. why, you know, and, and that's a smart move. Can you listen? Yeah. Can you follow chain of command? Yeah, can you listen? But yeah. most importantly, he needs to be babysat. Like, right. like Scrappy even said him like, like she she put you here for your dumbness. Yeah. Like to hide you from yeah. your dumbness. Like yeah. straight up. Like that's what it yeah. came down to. 
it, that was a that's a classic scene. Like that's a I I get that classic status. Like for that just that delivery and, and that felt so real for him to be like, look at you. You don't even know. Like you yeah. know what I mean, like you think you somebody. You don't even know. You don't even realize what you're doing right. Because now. yeah, because Scrappy really played it like he's really been trying. Like he's been watching him for the past couple mm-hmm. days. Like the dude really this, think he, he really he think, ain't put yeah. it together yet. Yeah, he think like, this is it. He yeah. think he in the game. Like <laughs> right, you think I do this every day? Yeah, you think I do this yeah. every day? Like right. you know, we saw in the first episode, Scrappy the one that put the dog in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Like he gets stuff done. done. Like yes, I'm not sir. sitting in the stash house protecting this. Nah. I'm sitting here making sure you don't do nothing stupid, do nothing done, and you can't even figure that out. Yeah. Like so, yeah. maybe you ain't ready for the game like you think you are. Yeah. So right. yeah, that's very interesting. But it, it's also going back to like I said, Rock and Kanan and their relationship, and you can see yeah. the love. I, I just thought to myself, like, man, for Kanan to have come from that love, for him not to have given that to Shine, um, it's just very ironic. It, it's real ironic. But I think a part of that just is because of who Shine was. Like Kanan needed a son that was going to be in the game. Like, yeah. Kanan couldn't raise a, a good citizen. In the original power in season four, when Kanan kills Jukebox, mm-hmm. and he's admitting to Tariq who he actually is, like, he said, he, he's, I'm not a good guy. I wasn't raised that way. Right. Like, Kanan knows that. So I think mm-hmm. that is, uh, like I said, interesting that he came from so much love that you see Rock and his family have for him, too. Yeah. He doesn't know how to give that out. So yeah. I think that's what this show is doing. It's just setting us up to how he got to that point. Yeah. I can't wait. We talked about the Rock Unique scene briefly, but it just shows there, you know, they always trying to stay one up on on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Unique came to to the to the meeting, you know, I circled the block for 30 minutes, making sure this wasn't no yeah, setup. Yeah, yeah. And I love Rock's response, like, you'll never see me coming. Like yeah, straight up. Yeah, like if I'm if I wanna get you, it ain't gonna be like mm-hmm. this. And, and it, it, they just trying to flex on each other. Well, and it goes back to that dynamic it gave you a little bit more of that dynamic from the their very first meeting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that second meeting was just yeah. <laughs> Nick went on it, bro. Like he went having it. So Yeah, and um, it, we we learned go ahead, I'm all right. Nah, and he still and you still still felt that tension though. You know what I mean? But it wasn't as as strong. Oh, but you, I agree with that. But I feel like the tension was coming from one side. I didn't feel yeah. that same tension from Unique because he even told her, like, I called the dogs off. Like, yeah. I told you, man, the streets need a body. Like, mm-hmm. he had people that cared for him outside yeah. of my crew. Like, absolutely, what you want me to say? Right. Um, and I think it was very telling that there was a, a very private meeting. No yeah. security. Just yeah. them two. Absolutely. Um, because only three people even knew about that. And mm-hmm. we'll get into that as... We we discussed this episode a little bit further. Um, just one exchange, I just got a shout out, man. I think was hilarious was uh, when uh, they were leaving. We're talking about at the school now when they were leaving the lunchroom and Davina was walking out. It, it famous is like, oh, there she go right there, the champ. Weighing in at a hundred and ten, like famous is comedy, man. Yeah, I, I enjoy his character. Another important scene in this episode: Howard and Unique meeting at the tailor. I don't know where Howard's character... Well, let me say this. Something about Howard I just don't trust. I wouldn't trust him if I was Unique or Rock or whoever. Like, he just... When he when they went outside and it was just them two, and they're smoking a cigarette and a cigar, and he's giving a speech, there can only be one king, one yeah, crown. Like, yeah. if I'm Unique, I'm looking at him like, how how, how long did you practice this in the mirror? Like, how long <laughs> you practice this speech, bro? Like, there's just something about him that just doesn't... But... One thing I did notice that I thought was very interesting, Unique kind of broke a code. 
So, yeah. it, it, well, did. maybe he didn't break a code because I don't know who Howard is to him. Yeah. But he broke a code when he said, you know, yes. you can't no more bodies fall. And he said, you need to you talk to your girl. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's not even even against your enemy. You don't tell yeah. the cops no information like that. You handle it on your own. Yeah. So that like Howard's connected in some way. Like he knows what's going on. He knows the streets because he even hit her with it. Like everybody know the worst thing that happened to Southside was when Rock took over for, you know, post high, high post. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I'm I'm really curious to see where his character I, goes. I think he's I think he's very cocky, bro. Like I think he just he really think he's that nigga. Like that first scene when he comes in, like either y'all don't know who y'all motherfuckers don't know who I am, or y'all don't know who y'all or whatever the fuck he say. But you could just tell he was like y'all should know who I am, basically. Shit. Yeah, I mean he came in like that was how his character was introduced when he got the narration from Kanan in episode one, like. Somebody who just thinks they run everything. Mm-hmm. Like, they the, they the, you know, biggest gangster in the neighborhood. That's just, that's how he carries it. Um, even how he's training an old girl, the rookie with him. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Howard. All right, let's get into our character conversation, which we'll be doing every week. Uncle Marvin is who we chose for this one. And he's played by London Brown, who I'm a fan of. Like I said, I watched HBO's Ballers. And that's when I, the first time I ever saw him. And he kind of has that comedic relief in the episode, or not in the episode, but in the series, his character. Um, he brings a different dynamic and a different energy than Lulu and Rock. Yeah. And it's very, it's, it's interesting how they played it because Marvin, as we found out, is the oldest. Mm-hmm. He's the oldest brother, but yet he's the one that's least taken seriously. Now, he's not Fredo. For all my godfather <laughs> people out there, he's not Fredo. Like, I think he has more skill set than that. Um, he can get things done on his own. I think they did a good job of showing that in this right. episode, even with him throwing a party. Right now, granted, is it the right time to be throwing a party? Rock even mentioned that at their right. meeting. You yeah. know, we get we we doing business and you right. throwing a party. If that don't say everything, I don't know what does. Right. right. You know, that's what she mentioned. He kind of just brushed it off. Like, I right, y'all invited? Y'all still invited? <laughs> yeah. yeah straight up. Even though you hating right now, <laughs> but him setting that up and getting everything done, even though it was a little bit janky, you know, he's mm-hmm. telling his people, yeah, hey, I got an express line, but you know, he, 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 yeah. he never gives the full story. Right. He just kind of makes things move to his benefit. Uh, what, how did they describe him in episodes one? He never missed an opportunity to miss, miss an, an opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. And that shows, perfect. and it's yeah. portrayed very well with London Brown. He's doing a great job with this character. Um, but he's the odd man out. And I think it's, it's gotta be odd. And I mentioned it last week. I, I really want to know more about what happened at the with the hierarchy. Yeah. Because they mentioned he was at he the head of the table. Head. Yeah. And seeing his character in these two episodes, you can't picture it, especially nah. when you got Rock and Lulu. Right. Like, so it makes sense, but um, obviously they try to give it to him because he was the mm-hmm. oldest. Also, what makes me, like, want to know how they family, how deep is their family into it? Like, yeah. you know, are they yeah. second generation dope right. dealers, third generation? Right. Like, the whole family in the business you know, it's no difference than any Fortune 500 company. Right. You know, the whole family. There's another uh, quote from Raquel when she's talking to Symphony. Um, obviously, Marvin went to Symphony. And even in that scene, it just seems like people don't take Marvin seriously. Yeah. He's connected because of who his family is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, I really think they're holding it back. We're going to see something from Marvin. I just don't know when or yeah. what it's going to be about. It's got to be one of those. Juke gets it from somewhere, bro. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I think Marvin, I think Marvin handles his. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, we just haven't had a chance yeah. to see it. So he brings something to the table. Like I say, he's not Fredo, nah. but he's a. Uh, he a goofy it, motherfucker. Man. Yeah, man. And they do, they do a really, like, 
they, they put emphasis yeah. on the fact that he is the odd man out. Yes. But he doesn't seem to necessarily mind. Like, in his head, he doesn't... He's still at the table. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. the famous Benny Siegel line, I ain't the captain of the yacht, but I'm on the boat. Nope. Like, that's right. and that's... He's still got enough, you know, pull to make moves on his own without asking permission for certain things. Right, right. So, I think that's all you can really ask for, but I think he's going to play a big role. Um, just going back, I said earlier, my boy Hughes reached out. He said that, in reference to Jukebox, mm-hmm. he thinks that Marvin's going to die. Mm. And that's going to set Jukebox off. Right. Now, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's his prediction. We'll see what happens with it. Hopefully, you know, Uncle Marvin doesn't get, you know, marked too early in the series, but... Yeah. I was thinking it had something to do with the Nicole chick. It could be. I don't yeah. know. It's going to be fun to yeah, see what, like, what, what, it, what is it yeah. that sets Jukebox off. Yes, yes. Um, and I actually have a little bit of a conversation about that here in a moment. Um, but, yeah. You see Marvin's relationship with Kanan... Versus how it is with Jukebox. Mm-hmm. When they, when the perfect example was him picking Kanan up. Just the excitement on his face. Like, yeah, man, we about to go to your after school job. And yeah, him, yeah. you know, Juke, you need a ride? Like, I'm good. Like, I know you good, yeah. but the, I'm just, you yeah. know, I'm just saying. Like, he, it's almost like he's trying to bond with him. Like, I'm just saying, yeah. oh, you want to ride? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. good. Like, I'm cool. Like, I got it. And um, she said, I'm straight. Yeah. That's what, that's what make that shit funny. Like, yo, the writer's being funny. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's real. So it's, uh... I think Kanan is going to be... You hit the nail on the head. I think it's yeah. really like Marvin and Kanan. Yeah, that's going to be... Because they're both the odd people out. Mm-hmm. And I think they can see a way to work together to really get something done. And that scene... Also, that scene where they were... Uh, excuse me, where Rock, Lulu, and Marvin were at the table. And uh, she said, we're going to keep Kanan. She told him again, like, this going we're going to keep Kanan on ice, blah, 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 blah. And they both looked at each other, Lulu and Marvin, like, how long are we going to do this? Like, they, it feels like they both at this moment are like, all right, that's enough of that. Like, this is your son. Like, Yeah, because yeah, cause even Lulu said in the first episode, like, look, I'll never tell you how to raise your son, but yeah. and nothing you can do. Like, at some point, you got to yeah. sink or swim. You got to yes. let it go. So that's a good point. Also a good point in that scene, very important for those who didn't pick up or don't remember, Marvin has no idea about the D-Wiz scenario. Mm-mm, no. It was at that scene where he, she said, like, you know, it might be a good time for your Reggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. And Marvin even asked, like, what's Reggie Jackson got to do with my party? <laughs> like, yeah. um, and it was like, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just business. And, he, he, and they she keep said, it moving. Nah, we working. Like she, and she put emphasis on that. Like, like you over here throwing a party. We working. Yeah. Like, Man, but the reason I really bring that part up is just because... Another big point of this episode, Jukebox saw D-Wiz mm-hmm. getting Uncle Lulu's car. Yeah, yeah. And Kanan knows from calling the house at the end that D-Wiz had left. hmm So I wonder how it's going to play, like how, obviously he's going to know he got shot, he got killed. Kanan thinks it's going to be a retaliation, obviously, from the buck 20 hit, or Juke's going to let him in the, on a loop. Like, it's weird because I saw him with Lulu that same night he got killed. Yeah. That's going to have more questions, which I think is really going to lead to Kanan and Marvin bucking out. Because at this point, they're going to look at it like, all right, y'all keeping secrets. Now, granted, for whatever reason they did it, which we know as an audience, why uh, Rock and Lulu had to do that yeah. is to protect Kanan. Yes. But once again, you reap what you sow. And that's going to set off a major chain of events, not only with... The outside, but the inside as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I was thinking on that for a second. I was like, well, would she say something? But it's like, yeah, because she talking to Kane and who she trusts. Like, she, he know about the white chick. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if if Marvin or Lulu asked where she was at, she ain't going to say she was, you know. So, for sure. Yeah. Um, she can sing her ass off. Yes, in real life. That's yes. really yeah. Haley Kilgore yeah. singing. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah. she's yeah. man. So yeah, Uncle Marvin, still a lot to learn about him. We get the we get the base of what he is, but we don't know what his uh we don't know what his superpower is yet. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got something. Um yeah. and we'll see what it is, what is what is cuz he doesn't seem to take he takes things serious but not in a way that they should be taken. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm curious <laughs> to see what that thing is that he just doesn't play about. Don't play about. Yeah. You know, and so. they keep trying to hint towards family, so I'm guessing it'll be that Something's going to happen with family yeah. that's going to set something off. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening for sure. Especially just that big brother instinct. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, at the end of the day. Because like, he, was, he, was, he was joking, but he wasn't joking with Symphony. Like, that's what you do when you a big brother. Yeah. Like, you play them. Yeah, nigga, you know, I kick your ass. <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> but for real, though. <laughs> like, nah, man. So. And I might have... I don't think I'd have let up joking so easy with the way Symphony said, I bet you won't. Like, yeah. I bet you I'll whoop your ass right here in this bar. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you talking to. That's how he basically like, said it. Bro, nah, because he's on, like, you can see I'm getting worked up now, yeah, man. Because he really hit him with the, like, my intention with your sister ain't your business. Fuck it ain't. What you right. talking about? Right. It's my sister, bro. Yeah. Like, she got to tell me it ain't my business. Yeah. You don't get that privilege. Yeah, I slap shit fact. at you right now in front of everybody's people, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Anyway, uh, um, I digress, as I say often. So... Predictions, there's one thing that I think is real important um, based off just some rumors I heard. I don't. I have no idea if this is true or not or if it's even going to play a role, but I know something's there, and that's D-Wiz's brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I keep saying that too. So the rumor on the internet, who knows if it's true or not, is that D-Wiz's brother is, is uh, Breeze, mm-hmm. who if you watch the original Power, you never saw Breeze, but he yeah. plays a big role in the backstory between... Kane and how he came to his fame and obviously Ghost and Tommy. But whether it's Breeze or not, D-Wiz's brother is somebody because yeah. a couple times in this episode they made a mention of it. D-Wiz mentioned his brother coming home from upstate mm-hmm. so you know he was in jail. And Rock said that she knows that his brother's when she was talking to Kanan. Mm-hmm. You know, I know D-Wiz, his brother's a wild boy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they just setting the scene up for whoever yeah. this is and and now his brother gets dropped. He's going to come in the fold somehow, some way. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really curious to see who that character is, if it really is Breeze, yeah. and how this all pans out. I got a random side prediction. This is random as hell. I think that Rock going to kill that Colombian dude the, the, that she just did that business with. I can see that just by the way she, she looked, looked at, at the at wife. wife. Like, yep. like I, yeah. Yeah, just by the way she looked at the wife. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. A lot going on. Like I said, this is a setup episode. I think things are going to start, you know, yeah. getting pushed up that hill. Mm-hmm. And I think mid-season, around episode five, six, it's just going to start flowing in. Yeah. You know, we're really going to hit that same feeling that we had with Power Book 2. Like, it just hits a point where we're like, oh, my goodness, goodness. This, is, this is a good show. Yeah. But they've already got the signs right now. Um, anything else in the episode you want to discuss or go over? Nah. All right, man. We got it covered then. So... Definitely appreciate y'all listening. Um, it's a pleasure for us to bring these recaps every week and know we're going to be talking about this. With that being said, y'all be cool. Y'all be cool. Peace.